Hello, and welcome back to the Blaze Grants once again. I am your host, Derek, as always, and you are joining us for episode 82 today. And for this episode, we're going to get back into some State of Decay 2. It's been a couple episodes since we talked about it, because we had some other games to uh, get into with the Dead by Daylight content release and the Sea of Thieves content release, but now we're getting back to it, and we're coming back to it at a great time, because this is the week that is the one-year anniversary of State of Decay 2, so we're jumping back into it, and... I thought it would be kind of cool to do a anniversary sort of themed episode where we're going to talk about the top 10 changes to State of Decay 2 in the first year. So this episode is basically going to be all the changes that happen in State of Decay 2. We're going to pick a list of 10 of them. It can be anything that's a major content release, like a DLC, or it could be just, you know, one little uh, bug fix or one little uh, note in a patch. Whatever it is, anything that was a change in the first year, that is going to be what's on our list here. But before we get into that, just a couple of news items at the top. Our next stream is going to be Sunday, 12 to 4 Eastern. That's going to be the finale of the Borderlands 1 storyline. So I'm right at the part where we're going to that final vault. So if you want to check that out and see what the ending of that is, then uh, come check that out on Sunday with me. And then Monday, we're going to play some Life is Strange Season 1. I've never played this before, but this is our Game Pass game of the month where we pick a random game from Game Pass for the month. And that was the game that was chosen. So we're going to play some Life is Strange Season 1. Uh, hopefully get through the first two episodes. Try that out. And then on Tuesday, we're going to get back into more State of Decay 2. And this is likely going to be a Daybreak stream because one of my community members wanted to play some Daybreak to get some unlocks. So I told him that's fine with me. So we're going to probably do Daybreak with that stream. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then our next podcast, which is going to be next Saturday, one week from today, it's probably going to be a Borderlands 1 episode where I'm going to have some guests on to talk about the whole Borderlands 1 game, uh, some of the storylines, some of the features of it and things like that as we ramp up for Borderlands 3 from the latest year. But without further ado, we do have two guests here today. We have one guest making a return appearance. They were last seen on episode 65 as they went over what happened in Undead Trials 3 with me. They were my partner in that uh, adventure there with another player, Zombie. Please welcome back to the stream, Coconut Kid 123 how are you? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back. You know, it's been about 20 episodes since you've been back, but I'm glad you came back. Uh, yeah, no problem. I mean, I love being on your podcast. I love supporting you in any way I can, so it's another appreciate it. Another opportunity to do so. I'll have to get you another couple mountains then. Yep. <laughs> but we do have one other guest here with us today, and this is their first appearance on the podcast, and I'm honored to have, for the first time, one of the great Twitch streamers in the community. Please welcome Fallout Girl 4. How are you, Fallout? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I've kind of wanted to get you on for a while, and this is a perfect occasion, I think, so. Oh, finally got here. Let's do this. It's going to be fun. Good times. Exactly. So I think we're all very equipped with uh, what happened over the year with these changes, so we're going to have some uh, lists. We all have our own top 10 lists here, and we're going to kind of go through those lists. But before we do that, just um, a quick recap for anyone that wasn't aware of any of the changes. There were two DLCs throughout the year, the Independence Pack and the Daybreak DLC. And then over the year, there's been eight uh, official content releases, including like, you know, patches 4.1, 4.2, things like that. But eight official uh, number releases, which had like large content updates, including the Zombie Hunter and Choose Your Own Apocalypse updates. So uh, it's been a great year, and I've really enjoyed what uh, has actually come to the game this year. I hope you guys are too. Yeah, it's a pretty good game, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. It's a pretty good game. It's an awesome game. I love State of Decay. So do I. One of my favorite games of all time. I'm just mad. So were you both uh, happy with the changes that came out for the first year and you know all the content we got since launch? Oh, absolutely. 
I love all the new content. Some of it I use a lot more than others, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely very, very happy with what has come out in the past year. Yeah, you gotta commend UL because they always do Absolutely. such a great job listening to everyone, and that's one of the key things that I took into account when making my top ten list. Like things that not only that I enjoyed, but that I know the community asked for, and that I know the community really like uh, appreciated and responded well to. So can't go wrong with that. And I'm actually glad you brought that up too, because I was gonna ask you uh, both how you actually did your list, because you can do your list in different ways. I mean, you could do it, you know, what was the biggest content release? You could do, you know, what was the uh, smallest things that meant the most to you? So there's really different ways to do this. And for me personally, I kind of went about it that, you know, what uh, actually meant the most to me as a content uh, update. So it could be like a little uh, patch note. It could be a big content release. But what gave me the most value is basically how I did my list. How about you, Father? Oh, same. <laughs> No offense to the community, but <laughs> I went by, because I play a lot with my friends, so I went by, I talked to some of them, and I was like, you know, what did you think was was one of the, what are your favorite things that happened throughout the year, you know, with the game? And they gave me a few things, too, uh, playing together. And uh, it's stuff that made the game more enjoyable for me, and obviously some of the stuff made it <laughs> made it a little more crazy, but <laughs> definitely, had, <laughs> definitely had a... Definitely just uh, my personal experiences. So you kind of took uh, community involved as well, Coconut? Or were you uh, more like us and just kind of took your own personal uh, touch on it? Um, I guess kind of like subliminally I added the community because right. obviously like I see it all the time on the Discord. Like I see what people are saying and how they're responding to certain things. So I'm like, th that kind of stuff, those conversations... Uh, resonate with me and that kind of sticks with me and changes my personal opinion so that probably had some kind of effect on how I made my list but it, it was mostly personal with a few moments of oh well I guess this one's a little bit more up there because someone said this and that had a good point and whatnot. Yeah and that's fair because I mean you know this is all uh, opinion which we should you know remind the audience I mean there's people that are going to be out there that are going to be like, oh, well, you know, Independence Pack was number one for me. If that's true, then hey, more power to you. You know, <laughs> whatever you like, whatever you like. I mean, this is just our opinion on what we thought was, you know, most important to us out of the first year. Absolutely. But before we get into our top 10 lists, uh, do you guys have any honorable mentions that didn't make your list that you want to shout out? Uh, we'll start with you, Fallout. Well, I was going to see if any of my stuff was duplicated or <clears throat> stolen from me before I gave my alternate. But <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. But I'll give one now because All right, just go for in it. case. I really, really enjoy having the Cleo weapons from Daybreak in in the main game. I like the um being able to gather up your prestige, especially in Nightmare, it really helps out a lot. The blast rifle and the Cleo Longbook are my favorite. Um, from that, so those are those are definitely honorable mentions on my on my list. I didn't make the top ten, but they're real close. Yeah, and I definitely appreciate those too. Just for me, that's not something that made it to my list either because I don't actually use them enough. I just stick with you know the weapons I'm already used to in the base game, so I don't actually pay for them enough to actually uh, warrant putting on my list. But definitely worth mentioning for sure. Uh, and do you have any? Um, yeah. With mine, like, I wanted to add it as number 10, but, like, I don't really use it. I just know that a lot of people really appreciated it. It was going to be the, um, the ability to turn off the weird or wacky zombies, like the uh, independent zombies and the clowns and the coneheads and all that. Like, 
I'm a big immersion guy. I love immersion. I make my own stories when I play the game. I like to get involved and deep with my characters. And that can be ruined a few times when you see, like, a George Washington-esque zombie running towards you right next to a SWAT zombie with a traffic cone on his head. So I can appreciate why they added it. I like the idea, the uh, immersion factor, but it just didn't cut the uh, top ten list. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I left that on because... To me, it's just kind of funny when you do see them. You don't see them often enough. They're like when you do say it, it's like, oh, that's trap going as I was cool. So. <laughs> yeah, I just retconned it in my mind. Like, oh, I guess there was a Renaissance fair, or not a re- would it be a Renaissance <laughs> fair? I don't like a Colonial Williamsburg, like next door to Cascade Hills. Oh my God. <laughs> Shout out to Colonial Williamsburg. Funny you say that. Actually, um, on Tuesday when I was playing, I actually had a mission spawn that. One of my characters, they were looking for where they were last at the Renaissance Fair with their son. So that's actually some of the text in one of the missions. So. Yeah, oh, wow. one with a mace, right? Or something like that, where you get the uh, sword and stuff. I think it might be, yeah. Because it was like, uh, go go to this location where you uh, were at the Renaissance Fair with your son. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess we had a Renaissance Fair at this house, whatever. <laughs> But for me, uh, I had a couple of honorable mentions that these are probably ones that are going to be really specific to me. And that's kind of why they were honorable mentions, because I didn't feel they were, you know, big enough value overall. But there was something that uh, I wanted to kind of call out. You know, one of them was the RTX Prana, which is one of my favorite guns. Uh, back in, I believe, uh, update 2.0 or 3.0, that got a new name and a new skin. It used to be called the uh, Ultra Compact Vector, I believe. And in that content update, they gave it a new skin. They called it RTX Prana. And honestly, the new skin looks really awesome on it. So that's one for me. And the other one I wanted to call out was uh, the bell towers in the church and the announcer box at Whitney Field. They actually trigger uh, really good sieges now when you uh, ring the bell or use the announcer box because they didn't used to do that. And now they actually do. And it was really cool for me because um, they put that change in after listening to my podcast and realizing, oh, hey, you know, uh, this bell is actually working right. I'm like, hey, cool. You know, and uh, when I was actually on stream with Undead Labs, we actually tried that out for the first time after it got released. So that was kind of a special one for me personally. Yeah, it's a valid one. I remember when that happened. Pretty cool moment. Yeah. And I just tried it again in Nightmare on Tuesday. It didn't work as well. But <laughs> I kind of lost some <laughs> people. But hey. Damn it, Jeff. Get on that. Come on. Come on. No, no. The, the bell worked great, but I just lost people. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant it was broken again. I'm like, oh, damn it. That would be Brant's fault if it was broken. Boiled again. Oh, yeah. Hashtag blame Brant. Hashtag blame Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say on Tuesday I had a very bad day at the office, but, you know, it happens. And, you know, we all have those days. Yeah. I pretty much lost about as many people as I've lost in the full year of uh, playing in one day. So, it's really Yikes. <laughs> But I had zombie playing with me. You know how he is. He just, oh, so that's why you lost all your people because you were oh, playing with zombie. That that was the reason. Gotcha. Burn. <laughs> I love you, zombie. He doesn't. He's talking about you before we started. <laughs> no, we we do love you, zombie. Just you know, maybe next time if there's a horde of zombies around, you know, try to help out a little bit instead of sitting in the house watching you. But... <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys weren't playing the. Uh... That mini game where he tries to get on top of the uh, the trailer in no, we Drucker? No, that one. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we love you, Zombie. It's, it's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he, he knows we like to pick on him, so. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's all good. Good old but, um, 
moving on. So we will uh, go to our number 10s now. And I'll start with mine. Uh, my number 10 on my list is the ability to unload ammo, which actually was just brought in. <laughs> that was just brought in with uh, 8.0, so that's very recent. And to me, this is uh, one that's really good. And, you know, a lot of times we have all these guns that you had all this ammo for. You weren't using the gun. You, know, you have, you know, 85, 10, 22s in your locker. It's like, well, I, I can't use this ammo because I can't take it out of there. Now you can actually unload all that ammo and put it in the guns you want. And that's really key, and that's something that I'm glad they actually brought in the game now. Uh, but for me, it's number 10. It's not as important as some other stuff to me because I don't use it too often, but it is still important enough that it made my That was my number six. Yeah, that's on there for me somewhere, but I don't remember which one that was. It was one of my key ones. Actually, you know what? It was one of my key ones. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm very tired. <laughs> See, if it made all three of our lists, so that, that does, you know, bode well. That does that's say true. something, so. Alright, well, my number 10 was a lot of my stuff has to do with Nightmare Mode on Trigger and Apocalypse. This morning, okay? Let's calm down. <laughs> So a lot of it has to do with that, because I play a lot on Nightmare now, and it's just a lot of fun. But I really like that um, in Nightmare mode, you you can't see any of the Zeds on the minimap unless you have um, scouting, which makes it much more difficult. <laughs> like, you're just looting away, and normally I'm looking at the minimap and trying to see if anything's coming at me, and next thing you know, it's four ferals. So I, I like, I actually like that it makes it, it's Nightmare, it's supposed to be hard. You don't want it to be easy. So, I actually really like that. See, like, I completely yeah, agree with that. Like, that definitely would have made my list, but, like, the thing I did with mine is I made it a lot more uh, vague, I guess you could say. So, like, I have the Choose Your Own Apocalypse update in its own category. Like, I like do, its yeah. own, the like, number. Thing. Yeah, That's just the whole, nice. like, kit and caboodle instead of, like, the specific thing. Because I didn't know, like, how in-depth I wanted to get, because I just love the Choose Your Own Apocalypse. But, spoiler, that's up there. No, no, I just like very specific things about it, so that's why I put it. I, I definitely agree with that, though, because there, there's nothing worse and better at the same time, where you're just, you know, doing your thing, and then all of a sudden the feral pack comes out, out of nowhere to attacks you. It's like, oh shit, I had no idea that was coming. It, it's just, it, it sucks in the moment, because it's like, oh damn, but after you actually get through it and you survive it, it's like, oh wow, that was kind of cool, actually. Exactly. <laughs> It keeps it, you on your toes. <laughs> yes. In the moment, you're definitely cursing, though. You're like, damn it. Yep. yep. <laughs> but All I right. definitely appreciate that. And honestly, uh, part of that, which, you know, I definitely want to call it, too, you did mention the scouting. I, I do like how it actually is scouting more of a use now, because before that, scouting uh -huh. really was the most useless skill in the game. Okay. Now at least it has some use. So at least there's some use to it. Now. Oh, I get scared? excited when I see someone get scouting. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, so at, at least see you again. I know. <laughs> so, but then I forget. <laughs> and I go to another person, I'm like, oh, is this put? And I forget. I thought that one has scouting. And then I, I, I get when that happens. Yeah. I like, run up to a zombie and I try, like, or try slicing his head open with sword play. And I'm like, oh, yeah. he doesn't have that. Great. Yeah. I just got bit. <laughs> My favorite one, too, is when I think I have weapon handling on someone, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll just unjam this. Oh, shoot, I can't unjam that. I get slapped by a juggernaut. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> so, Coconut, how about you? What's your number 10? All right. So, this one was actually a personal gripe with mine, and I probably should have put it up higher on my list, but um, at the beginning of the game, when we started playing, like, we're talking launch, when you had that, like, Primo morale, everyone was happy, everything was going great, 
and you get those constant messages saying, oh, ants got into our food again, we lost food, oh, we're doing great, but I just lost all this medicine, oh no, like, when they added in the positive morale uh, checks, like, where you could get food, like, I was rummaging through this, and I found a few things, like, that made me so much happier, because I was getting so livid, to the point where I actually think, it was even before I was a moderator, I, like, I messaged Jeffrey, I'm like, you need to change this right now, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> like, I, I, if I, if they tell me one more time that I have ants crawling in my food, and that's wasting food, like, you're in the apocalypse, ants are protein, eat the ants, like, what are you doing? You don't know, like, can you not survive? How did you make it this far? But yeah. Personal gripe. See, so if yeah, that's I mean, my number ten, you can only imagine what the rest of them are going to be. Really <laughs> it's honestly not a bad point. Cause, I mean, you know, if you're starving, like you know, an ant is better than nothing. So. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I got in a fight because this guy's breath smells bad. But like, we're at eighty-five morale. Like, how could you be fighting with someone because they have halitosis? Like, go punch a wall or something. Get real. <laughs> Yeah, that one actually didn't make my list, but I'm glad you called it out because that was something that was important to me. So it was nice because I I did get frustrated a little bit, just not to the degree you did. But I mean, having like, you know, 90 morale or something, you shouldn't be losing all that stuff. And you shouldn't be having all these fights because you're having good morale. So why is that happening? So that was really nice to say, Jason. Frustrated is a very strong word. I prefer overly passionate. Oh, sir. <laughs> yes. Yes. I had to think about it for a second, but I'm, I'm going to settle in on overly passionate. Coconut, just eat a mounds and you're hungry. You're not you. <laughs> you're not you without your mounds. Exactly. Isn't that Snickers? Yeah, yeah, but, but so we're just we're ripping on it. It's an inside joke. Yeah, you're not okay. cool enough. I'm sorry. I don't want you to be doing your stupid joke anyways. Go on. <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> Number nine. <laughs> So, number nine for me is teleporting characters back to outposts when switching. That was also an 8.0, so that's another very recent one. And this one um, was pretty important to me because I it didn't actually happen to me, but I did hear that some other streamers were having issues in Nightmare where they switched a character, the character is supposed to walk back to base, and they walk into a horde and they die before they get base. So, I didn't actually have that happen, but hearing about that... That did sound pretty scary to me because I don't want to lose my characters just because they're walking back on their own and I can control them. So that is a really important one. But because it didn't affect me as much before the change, uh, that's why it's number nine for me. I um, personally was not a fan when I heard that that was going to be a thing because, like as I said earlier, with the whole uh, zombie thing with the clowns and stuff, like I keep them in the game because like, it doesn't bother me that much. But... When I play, I like to be immersive with it, so just having people teleport back to my base kind of ruins that, like, risk factor of switching at an outpost. So, I mean, like, at, at first I was like, oh, I'm a little bummed with that, but then I understood that, that not everyone likes to play like that, and I respected the uh, the option to do that. Or, not the option, but, like, the choice to do that instead, so. I, I don't hate it, but I'm, I'm not, uh, it's, it didn't make my list. Well, if you want immersion, just think of it this way. You know, think of every building in the map has an underground tunnel, and they go back that way. Oh, there you go. So we're actually playing Fallout now, and they're actually all in vaults. Like, every single gas station is actually a hidden vault. Yes! Oh, he's so, really so happy. They're yeah, in a bunker base at underground all. In any state I, I of mean, decay, I would cry. It's stuck in the ground anyway, so, you know, that's probably what happens, right? They're just in the tunnels. Yeah, they're actually all mole men. 
from Fallout 76, the best Fallout ever. Don't even talk about 76. Do not get me triggered today. Best Fallout ever. That's that's your favorite one, isn't it? I'm going to throw up next. He's going to be back. Horrible. Don't get me started. Go on. Well, then I guess we'll go to you next. What's your number nine? (laughs) Okay, so I I know a lot of people, like, complain about this, but, and I know I complain about it, but all in all, I actually really like the fact that, like, um, how with the new, in the Nightmare Mode, I'm not sure how bad it is in Dread, with the crazy hostile enclaves, like, headshots, (laughs) I actually, I, I dread having to go. But I actually have to be thoughtful and be like, okay, so I don't want to take this person. And if I do take this person, I need to make sure that this person is ready. And I actually have to think and plan and be strategic about who I'm taking, what they're taking, and, and a plan on like where I'm going and how to approach the base as opposed to just being like, oh, hustle on clay, let's go murder. You know, it's just, I like, I like the whole strategic part of it, of that. No, I agree for sure, and that was a change that was definitely welcome as part of that uh, new Choose Your Apocalypse update, because it really made planning more evident. You know, in the standard mode, no one really planned in the standard mode. You just kind of went around, you're like, eh, whatever, I'll, I'll do this, I'll, I'll you do that. You didn't need to. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, there's Juggernaut there? Oh, cool, let's go dance, you know? Like, you never actually had any fear, and, uh, you know, I... In nightmare mode, I sometimes still forget. I don't know if both of you still forget, but sometimes I still forget it's not standard, and I'm like, oh, wait, I can't just, you know, run in there and just tackle it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. You will die. <laughs> I really, like, enjoyed the whole... Because, like, a lot of people before the update came out used to do the whole, like, scent block, bloater gas, uh, zombie thing, where they, like, would just screw around with hostile enclaves. I'm just like, what's the point? You're just wasting resources. And then I played Nightmare, and I'm like, oh, I understand now. Like, this makes a lot more sense, because I can't do this by myself. Um, I actually lost my first survivor ever, like, ever, ever, um, doing a hostile enclave fight and completely underestimating it, thinking, like, oh, well, I mean, I, I can do this. I, how many hours do I have in State of Decay? I got this. And then I got shot in the head, went into the fight for your life thing, and then a bloater snuck up behind me and completely gassed out my survivor. I'm like... Yeah. Okay then. That's uh that was interesting and I was very angry. Like I don't think I played for another two days after that because I was just <laughs> salty. I was just so livid. I'm like, is that really that's how I went out, my first survivor ever. I got shot in the head and then like choked on gas. I'm like, Great, thank you for that game. To be fair though, in the real world if you get shot in the head, you probably wouldn't have time to choke on gas, you'd just be out, so Canonically, he kind of got grazed in the head. You know, we got we got to play with the figures a little bit. You're just stretching it a little bit for yourself. Yeah, we got to do a Game of Thrones. We got to kind of have to jump um, over certain plot holes. You know, forget about a few things. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna get into Game of Thrones here. So. Yeah, no, I don't. Season eight, great season. Continuing. <laughs> um, I guess I'll do my number nine now. Yeah, go for it. Um, okay, so this one's kind of a tandem one, because they kind of came out in conjunction with each other, so I just put them together. Um, the Red Talon nerf slash fixes, so like when they when they brought down the, uh, the OP factor of Red Talon, and they kind of reworked some of the skills and uh, hero bonuses, and then the addition to be able to buy the soldier skins instead of just the Daybreak operatives. So, I am... Not one of those people that rely fully on red talent communities. 
Like, I like throwing one or two into every community just to spice it up a little bit and get, like, some some gameplay differences if I'm getting bored of regular survivors and whatnot. So when I heard that they made it made um, the Red Talon operatives more like regular survivors in the sense that they're still really good, but they're not like, oh my god, I can only play as Red Talon because everything else is garbage fire. Like, it's not like... I like how they balanced it and how they added the ability to not just wear those bobbles. No, I, I definitely agree with that, and it's worth mentioning, too, that any Red Talons you had before that change, they do stay the old way, so you're if you keep having Red Talons from the past before that change happened, they are still the old way, just in case anyone didn't know that. So, like, in case you're, you know, jumping back in the game after not playing for a while or something. But I, I definitely agree with you on the uh, skins especially, because... It really feels so impersonable to have those red talons with the mask on in the base game because you really don't end up caring about them as much because you can't even see their face. So it's just, you know, some random guy or girl in a mask. It's like, oh, whatever. They died. Okay. Moving on. So, <laughs> but if I could actually see their face, it's like, oh, okay. They're actually a person. Like, they're not just, you know, some soldier in a mask. Like, they actually have a character. They have an identity. So I definitely appreciate that a lot where you can actually have the old skin. But, Actually, um, my number eight kind of goes in line with yours because my number eight is having red talons in the base game overall. And I know we could always have, you know, the general red talent communities. You can uh, rarely get those in your community. But what I mean is the ones from Daybreak that are like the souped up contractors, you know, all the really special skills, all those awesome skills like that. You know, having those come into the base game, I thought was really cool because even though they were OP and now they're a little bit um, less OP, it's still really awesome to have that different playstyle, kind of what you're talking about, where you can change it up a little bit. You can go, okay, I want to have this, you know, badass soldier now, and I'm going to use this badass soldier for a little bit and have some fun with it. Did you like having those in there, Fallout? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't really use a lot of the red talent. I mean, I, when it, when it first came out, I, I recruited a bunch of them, and for me, it's just not really my something I really enjoy playing with them. So That's I, fair. I, I just don't really I don't really have like, much of an opinion on it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, I actually just recently ended my main community that I had for over 100 days, and I got rid of my entire locker, and one of the things I'm doing with my new main community is I'm not allowing Red Talon in that, because I want to actually have a community that has no Red Talon allowed in it, so yeah. I'm going without Red Talon in that community. Then what I might do instead is just have a community that is only Red Talon to kind of have that variance there. So. Oh, wow. Moving on, uh, yeah, what's your number eight? Okay. I know I'm probably, you guys have got to have this on yours. Don't, but I'm going to be really, really offended, just for the record. Okay, locker sorting. That was one of the things I have that asked. That is on my list, yes. Yes, right from the beginning, my friends and I were like, what is happening? <laughs> like, in every game I play, I, I'm, like, really obsessive about it. Like, I want to know where my stuff is and, and everything sort of the way I like it. The fact that nothing was where... It was supposed to be or went together was the most amazing thing to me ever. I am so happy that they finally like fixed that or, or whatever. It's done. I'm happy. Right, and that's why I actually went back through all the patches. I, I wanted to check and see, okay, am I forgetting anything that wasn't actually in the game originally? So, uh, I'm not going to reveal what number that is on mine yet, just because it did make it pretty high on mine, so I want to wait to reveal it, but that is definitely on my list. Alright. But moving on to number seven here, my number seven is actually another one that was just uh, a recent change. Inactive characters in a client's community now heal at the same rate as hosts, so 
It's also in patch 8.0. And this is where if uh, Coconut or Fall Girl were in my game, basically, if I have an Infirmary 2, they're going to have their inactive characters heal in my game. And this is really um, something that's very important. The only reason I didn't make it higher on my list is because if you do play a lot of solo, it might not, you know, be as important to you because it's obviously not going to affect you that way. And, you know, maybe your friends have a lot of characters. So if, you know, your friend has a 10 version community, it's not really going to be as important because they have tons of characters to switch between. But say your friend only has like a three person community, this is really important because they need those three characters to heal up when they're uh, not being used. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. So that's really, I'm happy. It'll last long. There's one of those next. <laughs> well, my mine is um, okay. So I am not good at stealthy things. I'm like more of like a run in and shoot 'em up type of player. Typically, when they when they brought the crossbows, I actually really enjoyed the stealthy uh, nature of the game, especially during like the the Petrusian apocalypse and the nightmare and everything. It made it. Not easier, but it definitely, it definitely helped out a lot. The stealth, you have to be stealthy at some point. <laughs> definitely when you're playing that, you want to win. And the crossbows, I never really thought that I would enjoy them, and I really, really, really enjoyed them, especially the, the echo repeating. Oh my gosh. I found one and I like, I was never so happy. I was jumping up and down on the stream and I was like, yes. <laughs> and, and then my person died that had it. And then I had to go loot <laughs> But that's okay, we got it back. But yeah, the crossbows, for sure. See, that is also on my list, just uh, higher up, so I won't say where until we get there, but that's mm -hmm. also on my list. And uh, I really had the same reaction as you, where when they first got you know announced, I'm like, oh, crossbows, that'll be cool, you know? But I wasn't, like, super hyped. I'm not like, oh my god, crossbows, that's what I've always wanted. But when I actually got to play with them, they, I actually loved them a lot more than I thought I would, kind of like you did, because, you know, that repeating crossbow, or even the sniper or the hunting crossbow, you know, those are so great with the scopes on there, too, and the fact that you can craft bolts and you don't have to worry about ammo as often, the fact that they're light, they're, you know, stealthy, they don't make any noise, I mean, there's so many great things about the crossbows, and I, I really didn't think I would love them as much as I do, but I, I love them a lot more. Alright, so my number six actually is one that was very early on. It was one of the first um, things that people were really happy about that came into the game. I think it was actually update 2.0 if I'm remembering right. But this is the Unsuck Command for Vehicles because a lot of people forget that when the game first launched, we didn't have that. And we only had Unstock for our characters. But your vehicles, if they got stuck, they were stuck. And you know, whether you throw through bombs at them, whether you use C4, they weren't budging. They were just stuck there for good, and you were out of luck. But now we actually have unsuck command for vehicles, and I think we all kind of take this for granted now. But it's I assure you, I do not take it for granted. I'm really happy <laughs> it is actually that. way up there on my list because I had so many problems at the start of the game where I was just like, ah, oh, a hill, Psh, I can make it over that. And then five cars later, I had a pile up of like just garbage on top of each other, trying to get other cars out of certain spots, and me just thinking, oh, this is the time that I can do it. So. Definitely. It's up there, but I'll talk about it later. I don't ever get cars stuck, so... <sighs> we can't all be as perfect as you, I know. okay? I mean, I know. It's okay. Oh. Someday, maybe. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I have this guy zombie in my game, and, you know, he, Second he's like a zombie. force driver, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty harsh. <laughs> 
I got your back, zombie. I don't. He's know gonna who listen to this after and be like, "Thanks." I'll protect you. That's the way. Judging by Fallout's track record, he'd be dead within her community in about five minutes. Our partner so. under Trials Three. So. What's that? <laughs> what do you got? We got something That's to say? That's true. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I said all I have to say. You know, I'm just like, so. oh, it... sit down, Shorty. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> uh-huh. Eat another mouse there. <laughs> But yeah, that, that unstuck command was, you know, very helpful um, early on. I'm really glad it's there. And I actually found it really interesting, too, in the um, recent live stream, how Jeffrey was talking about how that actually worked, because how they got it to work is they basically have the vehicle spawn in an area that uh, vehicles spawn for missions and things. So basically, they look for, they look for on the map the nearest location that vehicles are supposed to spawn in, yeah. Yeah. and they just pop your vehicle there. So that's really cool. Yeah. About it. Agreed. And I think it was Brian that said that, just just because I believe so. I don't I don't remember, but I think it was. Oh, cool. <laughs> maybe it was Brian. So Brian Giambi. Brian, if that was you instead, love that last name, Giambi. It's hard to remember who's saying. <laughs> Did that make your list at all fall out, or was that not your list? That did not make my list because I don't wreck cars. Well, yeah. I mean, when you only use garbage oh, cars sorry, like the Norma, you kind of have to stay on the road. <laughs> whoa! 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 <laughs> Do not. I, I just, I don't, okay, um, without getting too off topic, I don't understand how anyone enjoys my car. But continuing, continuing. Uh, uh, <laughs> What's uh, your number six, Fallout? You shush your pie hole. Wow. Wow. Yes. What's your oh, number six? No. Getting Coconut Kid banned from the stream. That's what my number six is. Okay. Anywho, anyhow. So something, this is more something like I was really happy that it was fixed. So in the very, very beginning, um, the flashlights and the headlights mm. were like strobe lights. And I wanted to play all the time. But after like three or four hours, I would get migraines from the, I couldn't go anywhere at night. I would have to stay. I could only like drive or loop like buildings inside of buildings during the day because I couldn't use my flashlight because the lights were just it was so bad yeah and it wasn't just me it was a lot of people that I'd spoken to and they fixed it and I was like oh I can play freely again so that that's definitely that's my number six yeah that's fair enough I mean if you uh take stock in that more you know I mean for me that wouldn't make my list but I didn't I don't have that problem with the lights so I, I definitely understand it if you do I couldn't play it it would have been unplayable for me yeah no I actually I appreciate that because like not only that but I'm, I'm sure like Fans who were like epileptic or something like couldn't right, actually exactly. play the game at all or anything. Yeah. So that and I, I didn't have this on my list because I didn't think it was like a feature per se. It was more or less a bug fix. But I would couple that with the uh, the audio glitch, the, oh, <laughs> the lovely audio glitch. I forgot about that. Casually oh. playing the game and the the, the microphone oh. just everything blows up in your ears and you're just like, okay, well now I'm epileptic and deaf. So that's great. <laughs> Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, oh, so those, bad. those were good times back oh, in the day. <laughs> no, no, they were not. <laughs> they, they were not, not even sarcastically good times. Like, that was just no. the worst thing ever. I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. You know how many, like, I See, play State of Decay ironically to a ra- relax sometimes. Like, I don't always play just to get an intense experience. Like, even before, like, this was mostly before the uh, update came out with the difficulties and everything. Like, I would play just to chill, you know, enjoy myself. Be driving down the road and just hear in my ear. I'm like, okay, well, I'm done playing for the night. 
Um, yeah, and it was, <laughs> and I jump scared. That was, it's so I, I guess imagine. I got very lucky because for me, it only happened once or twice ever until oh. they fixed it. So I, I got very lucky. I Every guess. time I got in a car, it happened. So. <laughs> <sighs> it's pretty bad, yeah. But what, what's your number six, though, Coconut? My number six is choosing maps when starting a new community with, like, the rolled groups instead of just the, um, the tutorial groups. Like, that was a big thing with me. I would always get those perfect survivors. I would love them. And then I'd start a map on the worst map ever, Drucker County. Worst map ever. Whoa. Running for president. I will eliminate that map completely from the board. Because, I love that. Ah, no, everyone loves this map. I don't understand it. Everyone loves this it's map and hates map. Cascade. And I love I Cascade, Cascade and hate that map. So. Yeah. I like Cascade. Like, I mean, I just don't like driving on Drucker. But regardless, I love the fact that they added the option to pick maps when you're doing uh, the rolled communities and the UI that was added in with it. Like, they could have just easily been, like, a text screen, like, okay, pick this, 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 this. So whoever worked on the UI for that map selection, bravo to you because it is beautiful. So thank you. That is my number six. Yeah, I mean, that didn't make my list because um, I didn't care too much what map I went on to, but I was getting frustrated in the first couple months of the game where I seemed to always get Drucker every time, so... I, God, I basically so got really sorry. used to Drucker. Yeah, so really? I got really used to Drucker very fast. So that's kind of why today I still, you know, kind of know Drucker the best because for the first couple months of the game, I got Drucker like all the time and I only ever got Cascade once out of the whole time. So oh my God. I think I, I might I cry. Had any experience with Cascades. I would legitimately cry. I'll suck it up. Container I'm fort, sorry. best fort. Don't at me. Uh, yeah, I won't at you because you're wrong, so. Exactly. Oh, I like the the strip mall like every other normie that plays this game. Oh. No, strip no, like whoa, whoa, whoa! I like the truck stop. Oh my god! All right, why am I even on a podcast with you people? You clearly don't, don't understand the, way. the beautiful. Keys. But lock and key is on Cascade, and you just said you don't like Cascade. It is. I don't. No, like I, lock I didn't say that. Oh, except for like the storage. Like storage is ugly. That's right. No, that, I that was followed. Like I don't like that. My least favorite is probably Beaker. I'm not really a huge fan of Beaker. I don't mind it. Like, I use it mostly for speedruns and stuff. Like, if I'm just, like, playing through or getting a quick legacy, yeah. Because yeah, it's just easy to I navigate. I appreciate how easy it is to drive, but besides that, there's no bases on Beaver that I'm really like, wow, that's a base that I love. Like, a ton. So, yeah. most of the bases I like more are on Drucker. Yeah, without getting, like, too out there, like, I definitely completely agree with that. Like, Meager is not a standout, in my opinion. Like, I don't like Drucker because of driving. I love the maps on Trucker. Like, I really wish I played more Trucker, just because of the, like, the bases and stuff. Like, those are beautiful, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, every map has its standouts somewhere, so... Yeah, no, I... I still... I'm, by no means I am I saying that, like, it's a garbage map or anything. Like, I'm just saying that it's not my favorite. still a cool base. Oh, yeah. Love that base, so... Yep. Agreed. All right, moving on for me. Uh, this is one that a lot of people probably wouldn't have on their list, I would think. But for me, uh, the UI indicators for items on the ground, because originally when we uh, first got the game, when things were on the ground, it just a random bag on the ground. You didn't know what the hell it was. But uh, I forget what patch update it was, but at some point in the updates, they actually put little icons on the bags. So now you know, okay, I'm picking up what looks like a melee weapon. I'm picking up a gun. I'm picking up you know, a bandage. You can actually tell what you're picking up a little bit. Are you picking up ammo? So that is really handy, and it's something that is definitely very helpful that I really appreciate, because early on in the game, you were just had a, had a random bag on the ground, you're like, I don't know what this is. I completely agree with that, and I'm kind Agreed. of... 
I feel kind of foolish that that's not on my list because that's a really good one. I think that I got added in with uh, yeah. I think that got added in with Daybreak. That's why a lot of people probably didn't like realize it because I can almost yeah. swear that in Daybreak was the first time I saw that there was an icon like when someone dropped a bandage for me. I'm like, oh, that's new. I don't think it was at the Daybreak launch. It wasn't. I think okay. it was one of the. No, I think it was exactly. a little bit after the Daybreak. Launch. Okay. Yeah, my bad. I don't know, Daybreak if I had kind to guess, I feel like it was somewhere around, like, patch 5.0, if I had to guess. But... All, right. All right. Yeah, my bad. But yeah, uh, that's definitely one that, you know, I really appreciate. So, you know, thank you whoever worked on that, because that is really handy. That's a great quality of thing, because now we actually know what we're picking up. So, I don't exactly. know. Now, if you could just make backpacks be matching colors with the stripes and canvases that we dropped the items with, then I would... Love you, and I would pay all the money in the world to give you. Just I'll just give you a giant bundle of cash. I need to organize my backpacks in some way. I have too many. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they had a. They said what color they were. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when you drop them, you know how they come in like little colored packages and stuff. Yeah. Where it's like blue and red stripes or whatever. Like it should match the backpack. Like I think they have all the base colors. Like they could probably do it. It's probably going to be a nightmare to code and whatnot. So I don't fault them at all for not doing it. But that would be a really nice quality of life thing for me personally. Yeah, I kind of think in the grand scheme of things, it's probably like very low on their list. Of oh, 100 percent. <laughs> Which is why I don't expect it. I, I, it was more or less a joke than it was like an actual like yeah, Edison right. now or I'm not playing again type of thing. <laughs> Never playing. Either. I swear, I need my backpack. Whatever. Uh, so, what's your number five though, Fallout? Mine was already taken. <clears throat> Mine was the offloading the weapons and supply locker. Ooh. So, yeah, whatever. It's all your fault. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say what I, what I, something that I really, um, hope sometime will be in the game is I know it's stupid, but it's not stupid to me because, like, scrapping, like, uh, different things in your locker rather than just, like, not the sleep weapons. I would love to be able to scrap suppressors and brakes and thing, other things that break down into. It's a good idea, actually. Yeah, that actually is uh, a like, good I one. Really would love that. I don't really think about that much, because, like, I kind of just keep them, you know? Like, I, I'm a really bad hoarder when it comes to games like this, where you have unlimited storage, or right. theoretical unlimited storage. Like, Skyrim, it's disgusting. Like, you go to any of my houses in Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah, Fallout 2, like, <laughs> with getting too off-topic, I'm sure you realize the problem that Fallout 76 presented when it came to inventory sizes, but that's a different story. Yes. But, like, in games, I'm a big hoarder, so that would definitely be something that would be pretty interesting because I might actually get rid of some of my suppressors. Yeah. See, See, I, at great. this current time, yeah. I mean, it, it's not applied to me right now just because I just ended my main community, so I have, like, a lock with nothing in it. But, <laughs> you know, back when I had my old main community, that was definitely something I would have appreciated because, you know, you have, like, all the suppressors in there or all these random things in there that you can, you know, break down and hopefully get some more stuff out of you. So there's a lot of suppressors. I just had extra. I'm like, I'm not using this. So. Yeah, look at us complaining about extra silencers in the apocalypse. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa is us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh. Well, what is your number five, Coconut? Um, it was actually stolen twice. So it is the unloading guns and trucks because, you know, everyone wants to steal everyone's ideas. Everyone wants to have a number five. That's the same. But, um, yeah, no, I really like the uh, aspect of unloading the truck. I mean, like, the trucks didn't really bother me that much because it made sense to, like, throw everything into the truck and then plop it in. But it's definitely a lot more convenient now. Um, but the unloading guns thing, that was huge for me because up until then, what I used to do is 
every once in a while when I was playing the game, I'd just take every gun out of my locker, like cycle it through, and just load all of them up and then put them in my locker, but now I keep them all unloaded. That way I just have a massive stockpile of ammo, so. Yeah, I used to have really bad OCD when it came to that. Like, I needed to have every single, like, gun have the same amount of ammo in it if it was the same type of gun. I have really big issues when I play this game. I don't worry about the zombies. I don't even play the game. I just organize my inventory. That's all I do. <laughs> well, you might like a game called Fallout 76, then. Oh, yes. You stop Love that game. About Fallout 76. Fallout 76. Sponsor. Triggered. Best game ever. <laughs> oh, God. What a great game. Okay, have to go. Bye. Changing the podcast oh. to a Fallout 76 podcast. I can do that, right? I have the power to do that. Do I actually did one of those one time, but... But moving on to number four, um, my number four is actually a one of those like bigger categories Coconut and I mentioned earlier, and number four for me is Daybreak itself. <gasps> for, for, me, <laughs> for me, Daybreak is so much fun, and I really love playing it, and I still enjoy it to this day. As a matter of fact, you know, as I said very early in the podcast, I'm probably playing again on Tuesday, and I'm probably playing it today after this podcast, too. So, I mean, Day Rig is something I still jump back to all the time. And I definitely understand that, you know, not everyone appreciates it. But for me, it's kind of a really cool mode in the State of Decay universe that, you know, gives me something different to try. Because while I love the base game of State of Decay, this is something that, you know, if I played State of Decay, you know, time and time again, I can jump into this real quick, still get that State of Decay experience I love, but in a different aspect. I can get it in a horde mode. That's something a little bit different from base game. So I can still enjoy my state of decay, mm-hmm. just having a different mode. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm kind of one of those middle-of-the-road daybreak people. I really like the addition of it. I like the ideas behind it and everything. But <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think I s- cried tears of joy after I unlocked my last daybreak thing because I'm just like, I'm done. Like I, I Now I can play this for fun. I don't have to worry about unlocking anything anymore. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say you cried tears of joy after Under Trials. Oh, don't even get me started with that. That was like daybreak boot camp. I almost lost my mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, you would have went insane, Fallout. It, 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 was, <laughs> it, was, it was very interesting, to say the, to say the least. Right. Well, I don't play those anymore, but we're not going to get involved in that. Yeah. So, well, my number four, since no one has brought it up yet, is Daybreak. I, I love Ooh, it. How unique and special. I know. Hey, I was why would you? Why would you steal I'm that from Blaze? That's so rude. <laughs> I'm taking a picture of my list. I'm going to send it to your, to your butt. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, so I'm not going to. Yeah, so, I, I, I smell a here. I mean, you stole my number four, Coconut's trying to steal my wow. number seven. Like. So anyway, since you didn't talk about this part of Daybreak, no, seriously, though, Daybreak, I was so happy with Daybreak came out. It gave, a, like a, like you said, a whole new aspect to the game, a uh, different uh, currency for the game as well. Mm. Um, I really liked that. Uh, one thing I don't like is how they, the currency caps, but that's for another day. I don't like that. Um, yeah, I wish it was happy. Absolutely. <laughs> it is what it is. But I really enjoy enjoy playing with my friends and being challenged, trying like three-handed. I like that it, that it uh, doesn't scale uh, three to four. That's always fun. We want a real challenge to do the three. So Coconut Kid would never play. So. Um, so. <sighs> yeah. Anywho. So yeah, uh, me and my friends had like a 75 win streak or something like that. They were duos. That was a lot of fun. I love Daybreak. No one else brought it up. 
That's a very good idea. Coconut, would you like to bring it up too, or no? Uh, no, actually, I have a independent and uh, very thoughtful approach to my number four. <laughs> no, it's actually really not that. It's um the visible legacy list, so being able to actually see all of your characters in that like aesthetic end of legacy screen where everyone's there and all that. Like, I really enjoyed that because it reminded me a lot of Breakdown. Um, like the whole um, I don't know how to like the list, just the look of everything. Just it's very appealing. And I like being able to see everything instead of just having to scroll through like all the faces on that reroll screen type of thing. So definitely, yeah, definitely. There. You can even tell from that screen, you know, what characters have actually completed legacies mm-hmm. before or been a leader before. So you can tell, oh, this character's been a leader before. Well, I probably don't want to get rid of them because they're probably you know already beefed up a little bit. So. Yeah, I, it was a small thing, but it was an important thing to me, and I know a lot of people really wanted it. And I, I think I even mentioned it, like, a while back in Wishlist on the server. So, like, it was something that, like, I personally wanted, and to see it come to realization was kind of cool for me. So. Absolutely. Thank you. Which, going off of that, you know, I've mentioned it before on the stream and stuff. The next thing on my list, wish personally, is to be able to take those characters from my legacy pool and recruit them in my mm-hmm. I really want to do that. 110% thousand like, million agree I don't with you. I don't care if I have to pay like you know three thousand prestige to recruit one character I'll, I'll do it just you know make it available to me yeah like even just make a radio command or something where it's like calling in from like some kind of a refugee camp where all your survivors went to or some like central yeah. point like something yeah. lore wise like that would be so cool charge me three thousand influence charge me three thousand prestige you know charge whatever you want I'll do it just charge me something for it yeah and I think they mentioned on stream like it might be a possibility like they could potentially do it. So if they did that, I think they did say it is on their list of items. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. What happens. I really hope it's up there because that would be outstanding. Like, can you imagine if that got coupled with the whole exile idea, where like they come back into play like that? Oh my god, that'd be so cool. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, how awesome would it be? You know, instead of creating a community of you know three characters you love, and then you know maybe like five other characters you don't really care about as much. How awesome would it be to start with three? And then recruit once from your legacy pool. That way you have a community of like 10 people you already know and love. Yeah, and that's my big problem. Like, I would legacy so, like, more often. But the the thing is, like, I don't want to have to pick and choose and, like, separate my community right. that I love. Like, it just, it drives me crazy. Um, I would love to have the option of starting with, like, three people and then gradually recruiting people back. Like, I mean, I would make up some headcanon for it or whatever I had to do. Like, even if it's not that impressive of how they come back and it's literally just a selection screen you pick it and then boom they're in your community for whatever much it costs but i would absolutely love that that would be crazy so. would you even end your uh, main community if that happened <sighs> i mean that, that's a whole kit and caboodle that i have to think about but i would potentially ponder it let's put it that way yeah see it, it took me a while to decide to do it too and i'm like eh, i'm gonna bite the bullet and i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. so I figured I'd do it, just kind of have a refresh, you know, have a restart by uh, playing experience. Especially since I did it, you know, right around the one-year anniversary. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to start over. You know, we're going to start this fresh and have, have fun. Yeah, well, you know, I already had that one problem with my main community where, like, I lost it because of, like, yeah, some issue. And then I had to reboot it from a prior save. So it's not even technically my day one launch community, which is a bit of a bummer. But so that would probably make me yeah. lean more towards, like, if that was, if that feature got added, I might uh, legacy it. Yeah, I remember you told me it was Fallout's fall. She jumped here again yep. one time. It, she crashed the Norma into my container for it, and it was wow. it just blew up everyone, and my save got corrupted, and then I lost everyone. So, 
Wow. It's all the Norma's fault. I'll remember this. Don't think I've... Women don't forget. <laughs> it's like the It's like the Telltale games. Fallout Girl remembered that. We'll remember we that. We store. Time and date. The mind of an Years elephant. Years ago, I could throw in my husband's face. Years. <laughs> Trust me, I know I'm married. So. Okay, then. Keep it up, Coconut. See what happens, Shorty. But now we're at our top threes, though. And oh, wow. Two of my top three were actually mentioned already, so um, one of my top three... My third one here is locker sorting, which I believe uh, Follow Girl mentioned already, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so locker sorting for me is amazing, and that is something that I've really appreciated since it came to the game. I think it was patch 3.0, if I remember right. And ever since it came to the game, I just love that, because even the guns, you can separate them in two different ways. You can separate them by caliber or by, you know, a gun type. So you can really separate whatever you want there, and just to have everything neatly organized in your locker like that is so amazing, because... I remember back before that, you had this random list of crap in your in your game, and you're like, oh, I have to go down here. Where's that gun? Did I miss it? Oh, it's back up there. Okay, back up here, over here. Like, you were all over the place. Just look for one gun you wanted, or like, you know, one suppressor you wanted, or whatever you wanted. It's like, oh, man, I have to go all through this locker just to find the one item I wanted. It, it was so frustrating, and that was one of the biggest changes for me, because it was just such a huge quality of life update, and you know, whoever was uh, responsible for that on the team, you know, thank you very much because that was a huge thing for me. Amen. That was honestly like it was such a headache. Like I'm really kind of pissed that I didn't put it on my list because I think that actually might have been like number two or number one because like that was such a big deal for me. Like that, that made life so much easier and made the game a lot better in the sense that I actually could plan out what I wanted to use instead of just being like oh, I don't want to look through my locker, so forget about it. I'll just do what I have to. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, my number three was actually Daybreak, but since I, <laughs> I use that as my number four, just because, you know, you said it last. So, I, my, my top three are, like, kind of strange, and I'm pretty sure, like, no one's gonna really think that the, these things are important, but they were important to me, so. Hey, that's what we're here for, though. So, in the beginning, whenever you made an outpost, you know how you got, and you, uh, abandoned it, you get, like, your full amount of influence back. I like that they changed it where you only get half of it back. Mm. Because, especially when you're first starting out, like, because I use them, like, I go to an area and I'll make an outpost and I, like, loot and drop everything off and go to another area. You know, I didn't really use them as outposts. And it made it much, much more difficult for me to play the game first starting out. Obviously, you've got the trainers or anything. But um, to do that, I really like that they they did that because it makes you, like, well, well, I can't make this now. Now what do I want to do? I have to drive this this car that's not a good Norma and drive it somewhere because it's not reliable like a Norma. You mean garbage like Norma, but I agree. No. Yeah, no. Makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. No. Coconut's never reliable anyways. I know. He really isn't. He really, how many times oh, has he gotten no. disconnected from this podcast? Oh. Okay, then. Yeah. So anyways, that's something I really like. That was actually my number four, but, but I really, I like it. No, fair enough. I mean, I definitely can appreciate that because, you know, I actually had some uh, things that I didn't put on my list that I was considering. Like, for example, I was considering putting the Timberwolf nerf on my list just because oh. I do I appreciate things that actually make the game more difficult <laughs> yes. and make it, you know, a little bit harder for us to actually play. Because very early in the game, the Timberwolf could take out a play card, like, three shots, three I believe shot. it was, and you had seven in Eclipse. So, basically, you never had to reload or anything. And 
when they actually changed that, that was so good for the game because now you have to actually reload if you want to take out a play card with Timberwolf. So, you know, something like that is something I almost put on my list. But I'm like, well, I like these other things better. But I definitely can appreciate you saying that because things like that that are, you know, nerfs that actually help us get better at the game really are important to me because, you know, things like the Timberwolf being nerfed or having the uh, influence, you know, refund be less. Or the red talent. Those nerfed, actually... Yeah. Right, that too. You know, those those things basically change the way you play and make you really think about the way you play in a more enlightened way, I guess. Absolutely. Totally agree. I'm all for making the game harder without making it, like, obnoxious. You know what I mean? Right. Like, harder skill-wise instead of just harder, like, put a wall in front of you, get around it type of thing. Right, absolutely. More strategic. Correct, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think you're up, Coconut. What's your number three? My number three was already mentioned, as I said, because I was not the person that's stuck on the roads. So mine is actually the vehicle unstuck command because nice. I used to have like the worst time ever trying to get like because I mean obviously I love Cascade, but not a lot of people do because of the terrain and you have to go around things. But like I would always end up getting stuck in that one rock or that one fence post that didn't break or get merged and, like, jammed inside of a light post somehow. I have a video of that. That was a new one. Like, I literally got my the hood of my car embedded into the light post, and it was just spinning around in circles and almost killed my survivor. <laughs> I love this game. It's fantastic. The bug's my favorite part. Um, no, I remember being in a friend's game, too, and they had, like, this one ditch, and they had, like, three cars in that same ditch. I'm like, how did you do this? Yeah, there's... They're like, well, I, I tried to use one car to get the next car out, and then it works. I tried to use another car to get that car out. <laughs> it was exactly me. I'd have a pileup of, like, 20 cars in the middle of my map just trying to get, like, shit out of certain places. I'm just like, well, this isn't working. Because, yeah. like, the worst one was, <laughs> without getting too, like, off-topic, like, when they got stuck in those... Um, the fence posts that are made out of the logs, like, they're not the ones... Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it, I had a police car get stuck, like, in between two of those, and I would just hit cars on, like, the side of the police car trying to dislodge it, and I just had cars flinging across the map because of, like, I guess the pressure from the car being, like, stuck in there just, like, clipped it and just threw my cars. It was so much fun. But, yeah, vehicle did and stuck the map. Out or no? I did not. I had to switch maps. So. <laughs> Damn. Chief Jackson never got his car back to our base. That's so sad. Rest in peace, Chief Jackson. Oh, Fallout would have killed him anyways. <laughs> absolutely. Fallout diplomacy. Fallout diplomacy. I gotta use that more often. That's a great, <laughs> a great term. Absolutely. Yeah, you gotta get that Fallout 76 diplomacy out. Oh, Fallout God. 76. Oh, it's such a bad game. It's a horrible game. So it's such a bad. You want to get on this topic because I can go no, on no, no, this no. topic. <laughs> Prevent an actual nuclear apocalypse. Ah, <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. Oh, mighty. We'll, we'll just move on Next. to number two. Then. Number two. <laughs> so number two for me is one that Fallout actually mentioned as well. I said earlier, this is crossbows for me, and we talked about it earlier. But crossbows are so important to the game now, and having that stealth option that we didn't have before is so handy, especially in Nightmare now, because in Nightmare, you really don't want to make noise, and having a repeater or having a sniper crossbow, being able to take out zombies from afar like that, that is so handy, and it's so useful, because they make no noise, you can get bolts for them very easily, and they don't ever jam or break, so there's really you know so many benefits to these crossbows, and I really didn't think I'd love them as much as I do now, but now I really love them a lot. 
Um, well, it's funny you ask. It's almost like that was scripted in some sense, or that I sent you my list before this, and you saw it, because my number two is also crossbows. <laughs> you sold mine again? Um, no, but, like, just to add on, without repeating what you said, um, one of my favorite things about the crossbows is the fact that you can build them, like, at a workstation. Like, I think that immersion factor is pretty cool. Um, obviously, they're just super practical. Like, they're... They're not for every situation, but it definitely adds to that whole stealth, stealth element, and I think it coupled really nicely with the difficulty update. Like that, that was a perfect weapon for that whole update. I think if anything it was like the show. Well, and especially weapon. with the recent nerf too, you can't just take out a play card with them really anymore because they nerfed how many bolts it takes to get that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if that was ever even intentional. Like I think that was just a bug because I remember the day that um. Diff- the Choose Your Own Apocalypse came out, we were, a lot of people in the Discord were talking about, like, stats and numbers of how you can kill a Plague Heart. Like, I, I said 4C4, and, like, someone responded, like, why are you using C4? I'm like, because why wouldn't I? Do you have a better idea? He's like, yeah, just four crossbow bolts. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I'm like... That was never that good. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, sure enough, I went into a game and tested it, and it was four uh, X2 crossbow X2, Echo X2, whatever that one is. You know what I mean? Like that military one? Yeah. Um, that one. Four from that one destroyed a plague heart. And sure enough, I asked Brian Giammi, like, I think he was in the same discussion. It was in, like, the State of Decay 2 channel. And I'm like, there's no way that this can be, like, intentional. He's like, oh, yeah, no, that's definitely not intentional. And I think it got fixed. So. <laughs> yeah. Just some patch 8.0 is when they fixed mm-hmm. it. So that is now uh, nerfed back down. Yeah. So. I also like that you can recover your ammo. That is true. I didn't even think about that. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a really good awesome. one too. Yeah, and I thought it was really cool how they explained on the last stream how that even came to be, like how they used the uh, the sticky rockets from the uh, firework launchers to kind of like build off of a foundation for the crossbows. I thought that was so cool. A fun little tidbit. So. Definitely. I'm kind of curious now that we mentioned uh, recovering the ammo too. How they kind of made that work because. Obviously, there's some RNG in there a little bit, mm-hmm. where if you shoot, you know, 30 crossbow bolts, you might only get, like, 17 back. So I wonder how that's actually determined how many you get back or not. Well, aren't there things that make it... Aren't there, like, skills? Something that make you recover more? Sure that... Do you mean, like, the technical aspect of it, or do you mean, like, the practicality oh. of it? Like, I don't know what Blaze like is the, getting on. Me like, the technical aspect. Oh, okay, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's definitely a whole new mechanic that they probably had to work yeah. in or something like that. Because you got the RNG, I, I you got the really grouping, what, you got the... What in the basement. game would have actually like been able to use for that, so it's probably something all new that they had to make. Oh, 100%. I definitely think so. Well, my number two is... I'm pretty sure we already spoke about it. It was just transferring... Being able to transfer outside your base from right from the backpack to your supply locker instead of using the car, truck, or whatever is in the middleman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, that was a big deal for me. Um, made, made it much, much easier, especially in a rush. Uh, I, I really, really like that. That's my number two. I believe you've already spoken about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coconut mentioned it briefly. Mm-hmm. And it, for me, this is something that was kind of a surprise to me when it came out because it, I don't know about you guys, but I never even thought about this. Like, it's not something I ever thought about. Like, oh, I wish they did this. Like, oh. it's just, I, I was so used to the motion of, you know, okay, I got to stick in the trunk. I got to do this. Like, I was so used to that motion and so used to that repetition that 
I didn't even think about that being an option, but once they released, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. So much easier, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's what I said when I mentioned it. I'm like, I was just so used uh-huh, to, like, it made uh-huh. sense when you threw it in the back of a trunk and you just stored it. Like, all right, right. that just makes sense. But then, like, to add in the ability just to do it from your inventory, I'm like, wow, I, thank you. <laughs> you just saved me, like, an extra 30 seconds of having to do, like, pointless labor or throwing it into the back of a truck just to spam RT. So, thank you. Yeah, it's just using that underground tunnel technology. Absolutely. All tech. <laughs> I love it. Hey. It's yeah. canon now. It's 100% canon. It really yes. <laughs> yes. You got two Fallout fans here, not 76, <laughs> the rest of the, the good ones, you know. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> so, we are actually at number one now. So, my number one is um sort of one of those category mm-hmm. ones that we spoke of before. For me, this is the Choose Your Own Apocalypse update. And for me, this is just, I couldn't really break anything out of it because the whole update altogether is just so perfect for the game. It's so amazing. It's basically what I've wanted in State of Decay all along. And having the Nightmare, the Dread, and the Standard zones, having all three of those different zones like that, that is so perfect because even if you're not someone that, you know, wants to compete in Nightmare, you have other zones that are, you know, built for other players. So if you want like a little bit more of a challenge, but you didn't, don't want the nightmare challenge, you can go to Dread. And it's perfect because it's really balanced for the community where if you're really new at the game, you start off in standard and, you know, get used to standard and then work your way up. If you're really experienced, you know, jump into nightmare. If you're kind of in between, there's a mode for that too. So I, I really love how there's different modes like that where you can kind of, you know, play based on your skill level. And I love all the updates that had, you know, feral packs, add blood plague juggernauts. The blood plague is more deadly where you die in 10 minutes now. I mean, the hostels are more deadly. Like everything about this update is all that I've wanted. Like, yes, I'm dying more often now, but I, I want to die more often. Like I want that challenge. So I, I really love it. Agreed. I mean, all in all, a lot of mine had to do with Nightmare Mode and Choose Your Own Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I kind of broke it down into more of like a different aspects of it. Right. That's all in all. That would probably have to be my favorite too. I mean, in general, uh, yeah. So I agree with you. It's, Choose Your Own Apocalypse was an amazing add to the game. Wait, so is that also your number one? Or no? Oh, okay. No. You said you agreed with him, so I was about to say, are we really going to have a three-way? Because, like, that's also my number one, whoa, but... Whoa, whoa, Calm down. Oh, okay. Let's, hey, let's hey, hey. <laughs> okay. No. no, mine is going to be... So, anyone who knows me, mine has to have something to do with cars, so... Oh, here we go. I made sure to put a lot of Choose Your Own Apocalypse stuff in there. It's not about Norma. Calm down. <laughs> I thought the same thing. No, it's not Norma's. Uh, I really like the addition of being able to upgrade my Norma because, you know, I like Norma's Norma. Hey, Norma, Norma. you sit down, Shorty. Anyways, anyways, can I talk now, Coconut, you turd? Okay. So, mine is how they made uh, the cars squishier, so to speak, in in the different uh, difficulty modes. I actually like that because... I used to use them. I used to use my cars as like battering rams for like infestations. It's horrid. I would go outside the whole yeah, the infestation to like hawk the horn and then, you know, run it. That's obviously why all my cars got wrecked. I mean, uh, so now I can't do that. <laughs> obviously, obviously, if I hit like a, a post, my car is on fire. So I had to be very, very careful about my, my driving and, um, Obviously, I can't use a battering ram anymore. It just made the game, like we were talking about, more difficult. And mm-hmm. driving is kind of goes along with 
with me, so I kind of had to make that part of my number. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it makes it more, like, you actually have to think about using your car. It makes it more practical. It's not as practical as what I meant to say. Like, it, it's more realistic. Like, if you're going to drive your car into a telephone pole at 50 miles per hour, you're likely going to destroy it. So, it makes sense. So, my Norma stays home and I drive all the cr- other crappy cars. Oh, yes. Go on. Oh, God. It hurts so much <laughs> to hear something that's just so wrong. No, Norma. No, okay. I'm done. Go on. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely love how they balance that, though, because um, I don't know if you both remember in the beta that we tried out but in yeah. that beta it was actually mm-hmm. even worse oh it was like, worse they were like yeah. aluminum foil in that beta. It, it was aluminum foil oh. in that beta like in that beta i would hit like a little rock and be like oh <laughs> cars on fire now it's like well, what yeah. i hit a rock like yeah. <laughs> what the happened i was like man it, I'm it's screwed. like a pebble in the street <laughs> when this comes out i'm done i'm like <laughs> i don't mind that you're gonna like nerf the hell out of my cars but please don't make them literal paper like it was not I was just so miserable doing that during that beta test. I'm just like, okay, well, thank you for fixing that in the base game. It, and the beta, yeah, don't you guys like, think that was harder, too, than the actual, like, playing on Nightmare? For some reason, I feel like that beta was more difficult mm, than Nightmare, for me. I, Maybe because I play with friends, though. I don't usually play it solo. I don't play Nightmare solo. Yeah, I think I, I played with Blaze at one point. Yeah, you played with me at one point. We played with Goonie at one point, too. Yeah, and then I played with... Uh, uh, Jawa at one point, like I and all those times, like it was hard, but I definitely think Nightmare. Like, cause what we did was it wasn't even Dread or Nightmare; it was like a weird mixture of the both. Yeah, yeah, because it was before they split it up into two modes. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely think uh, Nightmare was uh, a bit harder than the thing that we tested. So yeah, well, I, I can just remember that beta so though. I mean. <laughs> It was just funny because, you know, like those little pebbles that are in the street and stuff like that? I'd run over there. I was like, you should be able to run over those with fine. And I hit it just right and be like, uh, my car is like black smoke. Now. What <laughs> <laughs> yep, oh. pretty much. Like, what? It was even better. Like, what did I, I was do? playing with Jawa at one point and we were driving down the road and we had one of those like pop in juggernauts. Like, you know, when they just like appear because like the rendering got like lagged or whatever. Right. And it was literally like hitting a boulder. I just hit that jug, and my car just, like, it flames out the front. I'm like, okay, well, we're dead. So I hope you don't mind dying. Yeah. Hopefully you didn't mind. Yeah, no, he didn't. We didn't. I don't even think I died during the beta. Like, I played it super safe. Try not to, at least. I died a lot. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. You're here first. Fallout died in State of Decay. Listen. I don't die often, okay? Calm down. I died a lot in the beta. I just intentionally sacrificed people for the benefit of my community. You know me so well. She was testing it. She was just testing the beta, yeah. you know, giving it giving it the real full test. That's like, well, I have to see what happens when the character dies. Hashtag blame Brent. Hashtag blame Brent. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely appreciate what you're saying about the cars, though. I mean, because... How they have it balanced now is perfect. You know, Absolutely. I love I love how they took the feedback from the beta and balanced it perfectly. Or you know, maybe it was already that way, and maybe our feedback didn't contribute to that. But either way, I'm happy with it. So let's just say it did. We'll go with that. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll, we'll say it did. So, yeah, I like but that. I'm really happy with the balance of the cars now because it, it's a really challenge, but it's not you know too challenging where you can't get around mm-hmm. it. Right. Unless you're zombie, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Love you, Zabby. <laughs> Alright, so my number one is very unique, and um, I thought of this all on my own. It's the Choose Your Own Apocalypse update. Wow. Wow. I would have never thought of that. Who would have thought of that? 
No. In uh, in all seriousness, I really, I don't, I don't want to put this in a way that it sounds pretentious, but like I got really good at the standard game, like to the point where it became kind of boring in a way because like I could just do everything without even caring. And the choose your own apocalypse update kind of whipped me back into shape, and it's like, oh, you're playing a game with permadeath. Um, you should probably be careful now. Uh, I-, I could go on for like, like this is how much I love this update. That I could literally go on for about three hours, or I could make a whole podcast by myself just talking about how much I love it. So I'm gonna try and keep it really short. But in general, like, I really appreciated the effort that they put into not only just throwing together like a. Oh, they do zombies do more damage, you have less health, that's the end of it. Like they actually thought out how to make this challenging in a sense that it was a unique difficulty experience. And the fact that they even subcategorized that into a medium and a super hard experience just made me all the happier. Um it's the way I play now. Like it I, I agree with just to wrap it up real quick, um, I believe Arky's Gamecast said something on his podcast saying how or one of his videos saying that this update gave us a new State of Decay, and I completely agree. This is like State of Decay 2.5, because it completely changed the way that I play. It felt like a new game when I was playing the Apocalypse mode. So that's all I gotta say on that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, not just, you know, the zombies and the extra damage, like you said. They had other changes in there that make the game more difficult, too. Like, for example, it takes longer to build your buildings now. It takes more materials to build them. So, you have little subtle changes like that, too, that you might not think about at first glance, but now when you start the game, you have to get so many materials just mm-hmm. to build up a base, you know, to be a decent base, because in standard, it's okay, you know, find, like, two rock stacks of materials, all right, you're good, you have, like, everything you want, but, you know, in Nightmare now, you have to, like, go scavenge a lot, and you don't have as many things in the world where you have, you know, some areas that are pre-searched, so it, it's actually hard to find materials now and stuff, so you have to, you know, really search for it and get your base built up. Yeah, and it was pretty funny, because I was playing Nightmare, and like, obviously, I had all my building set. I was in the container for it, best base ever. Um, and then I switched. Then the World War II update came out. And I really wanted to get those unique World War II weapons. And obviously, you had to get them in those cases. And it would have been absolutely fruitless to do it on Nightmare. Um, so I switched back to Standard to try and, like, grind out those cases and whatever. <laughs> I was blown away by the amount of materials that I was refunded upon playing uh standard because i'm like oh wow i guess i spent a lot of materials on buildings in nightmare i think i had like 200 and something materials when i started up my standard it was ridiculous because i had like 60 already or something like that and then it gave me like 100 and whatever and then it was like i don't know it was insane but yeah i didn't realize the conversion was that much i mean i guess I, i did have a lot of like tier three facilities like it was my main base so i had everything like fully maxed out yeah, because I think most of the, like, the higher upgrades take at least 12 materials now to build one. Yeah, and when you have like eight of those, because like, obviously I didn't need any beds because I'm right. in the best base ever. Um, so uh, I just had... the worst base ever? Best base ever. But I had absolutely like a ton of super high up buildings, so that's probably why. I think the hydroponics, I had two of those. Those are pretty up there in materials, too. I forget what they are, but I know they cost a lot. Yeah. yeah. See, coconut here. He just takes the easy route. Follow girl. You know, he just takes the easiest base know, to do right? in the game. He, he doesn't have actually a challenge Noob. like that. So Noob. you guys just don't understand. I, I don't expect well, you to. You don't have the intellectual capability that us container fort <gasps> users have. So oh, you know, it's understandable. No wonder you're not losing characters. I mean, your characters have you know free beds everywhere. Like no wonder you're not losing it. If you were in the apocalypse, would you not want to take 
free beds. Like, I don't get that complaint. You guys are, you guys are, get out of here. You're not even in my league. You're not even in my league. Yeah, I, mean, I am above you all. You guys will just go back to standard coconuts. You're playing it too easy. So. I am the zenith of all bases. <laughs> we'll have to create, like, a just perfect, you know, coconut mode just for you. That, you know, takes away the... I tell you right now, if I had a graffitied coconut on the side of the container for it, I actually would just die. Like I think I would just become a zombie, and I would just live out the rest of my life in state of decay. Can we murder the zombie then? Yes. You know what we need to do? We need to do like uh, Fortnite does, and have a meteor drop, and just drops in the container for it, and then you know watch the coconut does <laughs> after that. Not only did you assault my very lovely base, but then you compared State of Decay to Fortnite. So that was a double whammy of disrespect, and I don't appreciate that. No, I, I didn't compare. I just said that we should have a meteor just blow up that base, and then, you know, you have to deal with it afterwards. Well, I think we should have a meteor blow up your podcast. Ooh, ah! drop the mic. Don't ever diss my favorite base again. It is the best base ever. But, but then you can't come on the podcast anymore. <laughs> Alright, I'll be nice and cozy in my container fort with my luscious extra beds. All eight of them. Oh, but yeah, that's my number one. Choose your own apocalypse. I love it. I agree, for sure. Same. So, real quick, we can just um, run through one through ten. Just say our list one more time for anyone that um, was taking notes at home or anything. So, um, so my number ten was ability to unload ammo. Number nine was teleporting characters back to outposts when switching. Number eight was red talents coming into the base game with the contractor versions. Number seven was inactive characters in clients' community now heal at the same rate as the host. Number six, unstuck command for vehicles. Number five, UI indicators for items in the ground. Number four, daybreak. Number three, locker sorting. Number two, crossbows. And number one, choose your own apocalypse. How about you, Fong? Oh my gosh. Well, I had to switch the order of some of them, so let's see. You switched okay. three and four of them. Yeah, well, okay. So, sorry, some of these might be a little bit off in the here. The, the, Okay, so number 10 was um, no Zeds on the map in Nightmare, unless you're scouting. Um, number 9 was happy about the, the hostile enclave headshots, like how, how much more difficult they are. You know, mm -hmm. um, was it number 8? <laughs> 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 number 8 <laughs> locker, locker sorting. Uh, 7 is the flashlights, headlights is like being like strobe lights are fixed. Let's see. Oh, crossbows, and then offloading weapons in the supply locker, uh, daybreak, uh, then only getting half of the influence refunded after abandoning your outpost, uh, and then number two was, I'm sorry, the same number is not a transfer from backpack to, to supply locker, not using the cars, and then number one was making the cars, uh, quote unquote, squishier in Nightmare anymore. More Excellent. And you, Coconut? Um, Alright. My number 10 was adding positive resource events to uh, morale checks. Uh, number 9 was Red Talon nerf slash fixes and the soldier skin option. My number 8 was enhanced perks from allying with enclaves and the increased mission times that were allotted with that. Uh, number 7 was the ability to heal characters while in multiplayer. Number six was choosing a map when starting a new community, specifically in the non-tutorial communities where you got to roll your own community members or pick from Legacy. Um, number five was unloading guns slash the, uh, the truck unloading update. Number 
before was the visible legacy list. So when they did the AI update or the UI update with all the uh, 50 legacy people, that was great. Number three, vehicle unstuck command. Uh, number two, crossbows and Jesse Z Hunter in general, but mostly crossbows. And number one was choose your own apocalypse. The best update ever. Absolutely. Definitely agree there. Pretty solid list all around. I think we all did pretty good. Yeah, I think we all had pretty good lists. You know, we had um, a lot of similar ones there, so that's definitely cool. And I've already mentioned all of my audible mentions, but either of you have any that you were holding back on that you want to mention real quick? Uh, the only other thing I have on mine are the, the bluggies. Oh, I like the bluggies. Definitely. I love the fall down uh, reference. It's such yes. a great terminology. Bluggies, and he had something else for them, too. I forget what else he called them. Pluggies, I think, too. Something like that. Plague juggies. Yeah, plague juggies. Yeah, yeah. Pluggies. I think he called both. That's my only other one. How about you, Coconut? Any other audible mentions you left off? Uh, I think I mentioned them, like, as other people were mentioning them. Like, like, not not the ones at the beginning, but, like, the ones that I said were, oh, I wish I added that, like those. Um, The locker sorting, stuff like that. Uh, those are definitely things that I wish, or the locker sorting and the. Coconuts appreciate that. So. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for doing it. Um, <laughs> locker sorting and the item drop uh, icons. Those are the two that I forgot to say during honorable mentions, and I definitely would have put on my list if I remembered them. But they were just. UI one. They were such great updates that it made it seem like it, they were there from day one. So there you go. There's my retribution. <laughs> yeah, that's why I tried to go back before the podcast. I'm like, I know I'm going to forget something, so I tried to pick out something that I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't in the game the whole time. Like, dang. <laughs> so. Yeah. We did a pretty solid job. I think we yeah, almost I, hit on, like, every I major thing. Oh, absolutely. I'm trying to think if we forgot yeah, anything. The only, really, the only thing we didn't mention in any capacity was probably the independence fact, but I mean, uh, I did like aspects of that. I loved the Burninator car, for example. The Burninator is one of my favorite cars. Yeah, but I, I was gonna say that's kind of hard to take anything out of because it was it was so strictly a content update where it was like physical, tangible right. items where it wasn't really like I can't remember any major additions other than just like the cars, the guns, and like I think there was a mission. To well, I'll, I'll shout out the Block Rocker too. The Block Rocker is really mm-hmm. fun to use. I, I do enjoy using that. True. Yeah, Independence back had nice a lot of... set that out there and be like, oh, he, watch the fireworks spot. Oh, actually... But yeah, if you guys don't have... Hold on, I do right? have one. I do have an honorable mention that I forgot about. Um, close combat weapons dropping on dead survivors. That was a big thing for me because at the beginning of the game, that was the hottest commodity to trade like with anyone because the only way to swap out uh, close combat weapons was if you had the prepper ant... Um, mission because it gave you a regular knife as a close combat weapon so you would need to get one of those in order to swap out and then i remember way at the beginning of the uh game everyone was trying to trade like the k-bar knives because they were so rare and they were the coolest looking uh close combat weapons so that's definitely an honorable mention being able to pick up combat or close combat off of uh and then when zombie hunter came out they they had more options for that because you had like Mm -hmm. the preamble come in something that so you had more options to trade those well yeah actually um the Independence Pack. This is why I remembered it because of the Independence Pack. It predated it with the uh, barbecue fork close combat weapon, so you could buy that and then use that. True, to yeah, that, I weapon and stuff. Fork. that was fun. Yeah, so. just killing Bobby's barbecue fork. That was always cool. 
Yeah, I think my cook in my community has the barbecue for close combat and then the spatula as his melee weapon. Yeah, and that freedom ringer, that was fun too. It, it didn't really do like a lot of damage, ringer. but the freedom ringer was cool to use, even though it didn't do a lot of damage. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, that's all I have for auto mentions, unless you guys have any last nope. minute stuff. Not that I can think of. Alright, so um, real quick, I'll recap our news for everyone from the top of the show. Um, so we're going to be streaming Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 12 to 4 Eastern. On Sunday, is going to be the finale of Borderlands 1 Storyline, so come tune us to that if you want to see if you take out that vault and uh, have some fun with the end of that storyline. On Monday, is going to be Life is Strange Season 1. We're going to play Episode 1, hopefully Episode 2 if we have time. Uh, that is our Game Pass Game of the Month, where we do uh, one Game Pass game every month. On Tuesday, is going to be some more State of Decay 2, and that's likely going to be Daybreak because uh, somebody in my community requested we play that because they don't have all their unlocks yet, so they want some help with their unlocks, so we're probably going to play that and get them some unlocks. And then our next podcast is probably going to be next Saturday. Well, it's definitely going to be next Saturday, but the topic is probably going to be a retrospective on Borderlands 1, kind of going over that storyline, uh, the mechanics of that game, the characters, things like that, as the uh, Get Ready for Borderlands 3 coming out later this year. So that's what we have coming up for um, content. But without further ado, uh, Fallout Girl, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Love to come yeah, it's definitely here. great to have you. And if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do so? Oh, um, Twitch. I have a stream on Twitch. It's uh, Fallout Girl 4 with a U. And on Twitter, it's the same Fallout Girl 4. I play a lot of State of <laughs> and Fallout, not 76. Uh, not 76? <laughs> not 76. <laughs> no, no, well, don't ask me about it. I guess the fans of 76 won't be able to talk to you. Absolutely not. <laughs> Hashtag fan. <laughs> hey, Coconut Kid, uh, how can people get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you? Uh, well, I'm not really much of a streamer or content creator. Uh, you'll probably be able to see me on the Undead Labs Discord server or on the State of Decay subreddit. Those are the two places that I frequent the most. Um, moderate on both of those. If you see me, feel free to at me. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me. I'm always open to helping anyone that I can. Oh, yeah. yeah, or he is also in my Discord as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, if we want to get tight, I'm in his Discord, I'm in uh, Scarproof has one, K-Sizzle, uh, Fall Down, all, all the uh, big uppity-up. Whoever's Discord that I can see that I join their stream, I join it. So Any one of those. I hate Discord, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate it. Sorry. More than Fallout 76. No. Ooh. No, I do Ooh. not. I don't think you can hate anything more than Fallout 76. Oh, I can, but not many things. (laughs) But if you want to get in touch with me, you can do so the old school way if you want. You can email me at theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can get me on Discord. That'll be in the show notes. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. You can contact me at blazeexperience. That's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. And my Xbox gamer tag is the same if you want to message me on there. You can also find me on YouTube as well, but I don't use my YouTube uh, too often right now. So if you contact me on there, I probably will be a little slower getting back to you because uh, I'm a little bit faster to respond on Twitter or Discord right now. And if you want to find the podcast, you're obviously listening to it. But if you want to find it in a different method, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Blueberry, Podbean, and many of the directories. So just basically search the Blaze Experience and you'll find us somewhere. And also, if you don't like to have apps on your phone or computer or something, in my Discord, if you join that, there's a channel uh, with direct download links that you can just click the direct download link and you can download any podcast that way. That way you don't have an app on your phone if you don't want to. So that's a way to do that. 
And last but not least, uh, we do have a Patreon. So if you want to support the content I'm doing, then for as little as $1 a month, you can become a Patreon member. And you can get exclusive Discord rewards and uh, other rewards like Coconut Kid here is a Patreon member. So you can get a special Discord-only channel. You can get um, priority to play on stream, uh, monthly bonus podcasts, different things like that. So definitely check that out. That's going to be at patreon.com slash blaze experience. So that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash blaze experience. And I hope to see you all on stream, which is going to be mixer.com slash blaze experience. So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, Fallout and Coconut, thank you again for being thank here. for having thank us. Thank you again. It was a lot of fun. And thank you to the listener for listening to the Blaze Experience. Thank you.